0: holy name of Jesus, i When these things begin to take place, straighten up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Uh, your posture apparently matters. And you know this, because you know that slouching is bad for you. Um, from a very, very early age, I can remember people telling me to sit up. Like, stop slouching like that. So we're, we're just surrounded by grown-ups who tell us to sit up straight and then we become grown-ups telling children to sit up straight and stop slouching. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I never really enjoyed people telling me to stop slouching. Because, I mean, if it feels good, how can it be so wrong? One of my, one of my favorite professors at seminary had a terrible slouch. He was always so hunched over. He was a fantastic human being. A, a real saint of a man, but he had terrible posture. And so we would go over to his house to drink sherry and read theology. And I remember his wife telling him, sit up, sit up, sit up straight. She's trying to take care of him, of course. But then he would, he would go on about his posture. Everyone's always trying to tell me I need to sit up straight. No, no, no. But he'd, uh, he'd develop this like kind of hunch fairly early on, I think. It's probably part of his charm. But um, a couple of years ago, there was a, there's a Canadian psychologist who wrote a book that has gone to sell millions of copies, Twelve Rules for Life, an antidote to chaos. And the, the first rule in the book, now... Um, when, when books like that are selling millions and millions of copies, and books like The Purpose Driven Life are selling so many copies, the reason for that is because people uh, feel like they don't have any direction, they don't have any purpose, uh, that they're living these meaningless chaotic lives. And um, people are feeling lost and directionless when, when books like that manage to make it onto the, the bestsellers list. But uh, the first rule, though, the first rule in this book, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Like, really? Really? That's, that's the first rule? Millions of people bought this book. And then listen to this, the first so profound thing that he says. About how to live a good, fulfilling life. How to push back the powers of darkness and chaos. He says, well, straighten up and raise your heads. Your posture matters. Uh, I mean, have you ever seen a leader inspecting their troops? And uh, whether it's Queen Elizabeth or Kim Jong-un, it it doesn't matter. They want to see those guys in tip-top shape, standing tall, straightened up, raised heads. Because apparently your posture matters. Imagine if you went to Arlington and you went to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and you got there and, and the guard is sitting there in a folding chair slouched, uh, like looking at his phone or something. You would, you would be disappointed, wouldn't you? Instead, you go there and maybe we don't totally understand exactly what's going on, but it does tell you that you know that he cares because he's standing like that and walking like that. That's a man that cares. Now posture here in the church, we do it too. It, it's it's basically limited to sitting and standing and kneeling. Ordinations sometimes involve a, the new pastor uh, laying on the floor, uh, which is also posture of prayer and submission. But these things matter. You stand when the gospel is read. This is the voice of Christ. And with his voice, there he is. We stand for him. And the Eastern Church, the Orthodox churches, uh, their liturgy proclaims at the reading of the gospel, Wisdom, let us attend. Let us stand aright. Then The gospel is read. We stand as soldiers of the church. If you're at home, stand, sit, kneel. It matters. It frightens me to think that the people who can't come to church on Sunday mornings, uh, one, it frightens me to think that maybe they're just not doing anything at all and they have fallen away completely. But two, it's also frightening for me to think that people are at home watching this, participating, and uh, just sitting on the couch being passive participants in what's going on. It's really important stand and sit sing and confess even if it feels weird don't be passive about all of this even if you have to remain isolated this this here is your life you're not just watching something else it's not a movie and we don't want these slouchers around here because your redemption is drawing near it really is now to some, they'll think this is bad news. They hear Jesus talking about the end and about the wars and the rumors of wars and, and nations in perplexity because of uh, crazy weather events. And they'll, they'll see what's coming and they will just slink away and it will beat them down. And they'll think, well, what's the point of even trying? But look around. Uh, your salvation is so close. Because what do we have going on? Yeah, we have all the wars and the rumors of wars. And other than than that, it's all there. It's wild. The the four horsemen of the apocalypse, they're running wild. All right? All right. They're not being kept in the barn right now. The government is upended. The plague is still spreading. There's all sorts of chaos. And can you even keep track of all the worrisome things that you're supposed to be just kind of going crazy about this year anymore? So, you can hide. You can lose heart. Or you can straighten up and look to Jesus. You can be consumed with the things of this world and you can be obsessed and just overcome with the political and the physical and all these things. Things that will eventually fade away. You can hide in fear of what is coming. You can hide in fear of what is already here today. But that won't do you any good. It may protect you for a little bit. But even that will fade away. So Jesus actually beckons us earlier in the chapter. He says, make up your mind about what you're going to do when these things happen. Make a plan. That's what we do. You practice for these things. Make up your mind. These things are coming. So what will you do? Will you hide? Or will you stand tall? The person who stands up straight and lifts their head... They're not afraid of what is coming. They know it's serious, though. They're ready for battle. They're looking for the enemy. They're maybe even pursuing the enemy, and they do not care if the enemy is looking for them. They are proactive, and the end is near. So stand up and sit up. You are soldiers in a mighty army. Now, this time of the year, we're... We're kind of prone to think about little baby Jesus. Jesus who is so sweet and so mild. But that Jesus is also the Lord of Sabaoth. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of the armies of heaven. And in a few weeks on Christmas Eve, we will hear about the heavenly hosts. And they sound cute to us. But those shepherds in the field, at nighttime, they were afraid... And for good reason, the armies of the Lord Almighty were revealed to them all of the sudden. But those angels, those angels who announced the birth of Christ to the shepherds, they are the same angels that watch over you and that fight for you even today. So, dear Christians, take your stand, take food for the journey. Take the teaching with you, for you have been christened, baptized into this life of redemption, not anointed to a life of slouching, passivity. So we stand today, knowing that we will stand then, on that day, before this Lord Jesus Christ, who is returning to judge the living and the dead. You can stand confidently in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.